Good to have you back here today for the Profitable Podcast. And uh, I'm Pastor Kevin Hembry, and we've been looking at the uh, short epistle of Second Peter. And uh, uh, we, we've covered most of, of chapter 1, and uh, Lord willing, we'll be finishing up chapter 1 uh, during this podcast uh, but I uh, just want to remind you of what Peter has been doing as he has uh, written uh, this short epistle of three chapters. Uh, he begins as he writes it to exhort them to add to their faith uh, because he knows the future that's ahead of them. Uh, the future that he's not going to be around. Uh, the future in chapter 2 of the false teachers that's going to come. And then the future of chapter 3, the scoffers that's going to come. And so he's exhorting them to grow in the grace and knowledge uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. If there's anything that's going to help you from discouragement and, and uh, being disappointed and things like that. And understanding the world that is around you and the culture. Uh, it's getting God's perspective on it. Uh, God has uh, given us his word to encourage us and strengthen us and mature us uh, as we walk in this world. And so Peter, he's exhorted them to do that, to add those seven things to their faith that they wouldn't be barren uh, and that they wouldn't be blind, uh, but they, that, that they might grow. And so uh, here we're going to pick up in uh, verse 12. We finished uh, last time with verses 12 and 13 so we're going to pick up right there and uh, Peter says verse 12 he says wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things though ye know them and be established in the present truth and so uh, Peter is reminding them of things that they already know uh, for a reason because we many times forget don't we and a truth that we have forgotten that we're not reminded of can have no impact upon our life and so here in verse 14 he says knowing that shortly i must put off this my tabernacle in other words he said listen i know my time here on earth is short he says even as our lord jesus christ hath showed me he says moreover i will endeavor uh, that ye may be able after my decease uh, to have these things always in remembrance. And so Peter is writing these things, chapter 1, to stir them up. Also in chapter 2, uh, to give them focus that after he is gone, uh, that, they, uh, that they'll understand these things. And so uh, he is pointing here, he says, I'm writing these things. And that points to the need of the scriptures, that the, the scriptures bear witness with, with the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us after we get saved. And it helps us to filter our experiences. You see, he, he, you notice there he says uh, that he endeavored to stir them up uh, by putting them in remembrance of those things. Uh, verse 13, he says to stir you up by putting you in remembrance our stirrings uh, should be uh, based upon biblical truth uh, not emotional feelings uh, when the moving of the holy spirit is both based solely on emotions then the holy spirit many times is misrepresented 
And so he's going to point them to the scriptures. Now in verses 16 through 18, he's going to point them to the human witness of the scriptures. Uh, The fact that Peter himself uh, has seen everything that the Lord has done and and Peter and John and all the apostles that penned the Holy Spirit, they were eyewitnesses uh, to the scriptures. He says in verse 16, he says, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables, uh, when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, But were eyewitnesses of his majesty he says we're not just making up or passing along some kind of a tradition he says we were eyewitnesses we seen these things and and i think of what he goes on to say in verse 17 he says for he speaking of of christ received from god the father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory uh saying this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased and verse 18 he says in this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount now mark chapter 9 gives us that account of course matthew does also but mark chapter 9 uh peter james and john they've went up to the mount of transfiguration with with christ and there his uh his clothes his raiment the bible the bible says uh became shining exceeding white as snow and and uh and there appeared unto him elijah and moses and they were talking with jesus and and uh, peter seen all of these things and he suggested that hey let's we should make three tabernacles here and and when he made that statement uh the bible says that and there was a cloud uh that overshadowed them and a voice came out of the cloud saying this is my beloved son hear him uh and so uh, god the father uh made a point to show the preeminence of christ even over elijah uh and moses there and uh, it goes on to say in verse 8 and suddenly when they had looked round about they saw no man anymore save jesus only with them and as they came down from the mountain he charged them that they should tell no man what things they had seen till the son of man were risen from the dead you know what he told them there don't tell nobody till i'm raised from the dead and they didn't even understand that look at verse 10 of mark chapter 9 he says and they kept that saying with themselves notice what it says questioning one with another what the rising from the dead should mean peter as we go back to our text here in second peter he says listen we were eyewitnesses uh we seen these things we heard them we heard the voice verse 18 he says and and this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount uh, you see, he heard these things uh, that testified of who Peter knew that he was. Uh, you remember back in Matthew 16, 
uh, Jesus asked them, you know, he says, whom do men say that I am? A lot of people like today, they had a lot of different opinions about Christ, uh, but they were not the right opinion. Uh, he said here in verse 14, uh, he says, some say thou art John the Baptist, uh, some Elias and others, Jeremiah, are one of the prophets. And Jesus asked them a very important question, but whom say ye that I am? Peter had the right answer. He says, thou art the Christ the son of the living God. He understood who Christ was. They saw the glory and heard the voice of God. But notice here, uh, Peter, he's going to go from his human witness. Uh, he's going to go to the inspired word of God. Uh, you know, uh, God pinned these things down for a reason. He pinned, had them pinned down for preservation. Uh, man re received the word that God wants written. He received it. That's revelation. Man pins it upon the pages uh, of scripture. That's inspiration. And then man, man reads it and it changes his heart. That's illumination. And so God knew that for uh, the correct story the correct account to be preserved it had to be written and so now not only was the eyewitness written uh, but now watch what he says in verse 19 he says we have also a more sure word of prophecy uh, what's more sure than a person's witnessing that and can i tell you uh, that which is preserved by the holy spirit of god that which is given not by the will of man uh, but that which is given by the control of the holy spirit of god second uh, uh, timothy three sixteen says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Uh, Peter is about to uh, show them how that the word that they have is based on the facts of what happened, but also based upon the supernatural power of God to have scripture inspired we're going to look at uh inspiration here i want you to notice here in verse 19 uh he says we have a more sure word of prophecy whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts and listen to what he says in verse 20 he says knowing this first that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Did you catch what he said there in verse 20? He says, knowing this first, here's the first thing you need to understand, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation no prophecy means uh the scripture the passage or or even the old testament predictions 
None of that came by any private interpretation. What does he mean by private interpretation there? Uh, when we say the word private, that denotes self, doesn't it? Uh, when we say, you know, that this is private about our lives or that is private, uh, we're pointing to ourself. Uh, there's no self interpretation here. Uh, what does he mean by interpretation? Interpretation is an explanation of data. Uh, when you look at something, you interpret uh, the, the thermometer, you know, and you see the mercury has risen to a certain degree. Uh, you're just explaining the data that is there. But watch how verse 21 clarifies that. He says, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. No person setting down in the Old Testament, Moses, David, Isaiah, Ezekiel, on and on, you can go through the Old Testament. Not one of them sat down and said, oh, you know what? I think Israel uh, is, this is going to happen to Israel. I, I think God wants this said to them. And they sat down out of their own will, out of their own private interpretation and penned the scriptures. He says the word of God did not at any time come in that manner. And so uh, that is inspiration. Uh, but what I want you to see here uh, is, is the very fact that the word of God, it, it shines in darkness. Uh, it shines in darkness. I want you to see here illumination. Uh, watch what he says here about illumination. Uh, verse 19, he says, We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rise in your hearts. Uh, you see this word of God uh, that uh, was not the, the recordings of man's own ideas. Uh, it, it was penned as uh, verse 21 says, holy men of God were moved. Uh, they they were uh, moved along just like a, a ship that had the wind in its sails. They, they were moved along as they penned the very words uh, that God wanted written. That those words might be a light and this dark world. Notice he, here he says, he says, whereunto ye do well to take heed. Uh, Peter says, now listen, if there's something you need to take heed to in life, it's the word of God. Why? Because it is a light in a dark place. I remind you that the Bible many times speaks of the darkness of this world. Jesus said uh, that we as Christians, we are the salt and the light of this world. Why did he say salt? Because he understands the corruption that is in this world. He looks at this world as being under a curse, being under the power of sin. He says it needs salt. He sees this world as a place of darkness, spiritual darkness, and it needs the light of the word of God. And so he's pointing to illumination here. Uh, the very fact that this inspired word was given to be a light in a dark world to illuminate man's heart. Uh, we're saved uh, out of that darkness. I think of what Paul 
was writing to the book of uh, writing to the church at Colossae uh, here in this uh, short epistle of uh, Colossians here. And he says in Colossians 1, 13 and 14, listen to what he says. Speaking of us uh, having received that, that light and having been saved, he says, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness there's where every lost person is every every person that's never received christ they are in the darkness of spiritual death uh, from the power he's delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us uh, into the kingdom of his dear son that's what the word of god does it gives us understanding it illuminates our mind and it shineth in a dark place uh, the world may say you know how can uh all the old testament and the new testament scriptures for that matter uh, written by uh, other men other cultures thousands of years ago how can that be relevant today because they shine through the darkness of this world and they show us exactly how god views our present age they show us the many deceptive traps of satan and the dead end roads at man's pride and man's arrogance uh, as they're living in rebellion against god they're showing us the very end of that they show us um, that where we come from uh, many people wonder you know how did we get here well the scriptures show us that the scriptures show us that god created this world perfect and that uh, there was no death and they were no sin uh, sins in that time as he created this world he looked upon this world and he saw that it was good he put adam and eve there in the garden he said you can eat of uh, of every tree uh, in the garden except that one and he says in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die god gave the man dominion he gave him intellect uh he, he the book of psalms psalm chapter 8 uh tells us that god uh, crowned him with glory and honor but man rebelled against him that's where we come from uh, that's why we have sin uh, that's why we have all the things that's going on that's wrong with this world not because god willed for it to be not because god created it like this just so we would suffer oh no but god said listen man brought sin and death into the world by that one man uh, but you know what the bible tells us that god uses suffering to show man his need of a savior and some will say oh you know why did god why was god so severe on adam and eve to do that uh why was he uh like that uh, can, can i ask you something today do you think that you and i would have been better than adam and eve what if he would have just uh forgiven adam and eve and said okay everybody else now you're on your own and you've got to provide your own righteousness Oh no, God in mercy and understanding in his wisdom, he understood that if in, if, Adam all, if in Adam all die, then in Christ all 
shall be made alive. You see, he understood that if one man's sin passed upon everyone, then one man could pay sin's debt. That's why we come to Christ now. That's why he bids us come because he is the one that paid sin's debt. He's the one we come to and we repent of the way we've been going and we turn and in faith we receive Christ as our Savior. Notice he says here of this, it, 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 uh, uh, it, it's like a light that shineth in the dark place until the day dawn. And the day star arise in your hearts. You see, that, that word of God that was inspired, it illuminates man's heart. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not only is there illumination and there's inspiration, but there's also confirmation uh, you stop and think as verse 21 says for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost uh, these holy men of God they wrote of things uh, that they themselves did not clearly understand you think of Isaiah around Christmas time 400 years uh, before Jesus was born, uh, penned that he would be born of a virgin. Micah penned that he would be born in the smallest little town called Bethlehem. Isaiah uh, would pen in Isaiah 53 of his sufferings, uh, how that he would be beaten and all of this. And you go down through the scriptures and you see centuries of gaps of how uh, that these men wrote, but yet when we come to the New Testament around the life of Christ, uh, we find all of that being fulfilled to the minute detail. Uh, even the very mannerism how our Lord would come, uh, the fact that he would heal and the fact that he would, he would preach in parables and, and the fact that he would preach like no one had ever heard. And, and then the very fact that he would be betrayed and, and the fact that he would be sold for, uh, be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver on and on. You go throughout all of that fulfilled to the minute detail. Uh, how can you not say that that uh, is confirmation uh, to the word of God being inspired, being reliable? And so what Peter's doing, uh, he, he's told them to grow, but he has pointed them uh, to their greatest source of strength as they face the false teachers in chapter two, the scoffers in chapter three. He's pointed them to a word of God that is inspired, that will illuminate, and that is confirmed by fulfilled prophecies. And that is the word of God. So I hope you've uh, went along with us today uh, in the word of God. I hope you'll come back uh, as we begin chapter two and begin to tie all of this in as Peter is writing uh, here to them that have obtained like precious faith. God bless you.